everybody. Welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast. This is the issue-by-issue retrospective about Nintendo Power magazine. I am your host, Ben, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. Hello. And uh, John is out tonight, but we have a guest with us. Welcome back to the show, Jeremy. Hey, what's up? (laughs) You tell (laughs) us. I heard that uh, you had your game released. Oh, yes. Uh, My game, Shadow Archer, is was released on august 25th it's out now for was it uh wow i can't remember the price of my own game uh 2.99 <laughs> uh, uh 2.99 for wii u it's uh wii u exclusive at the moment i'm thinking about pouring into the 3ds uh don't quote me on that um um yeah it's already it's already got uh, uh quite a few down quite a few downloads and uh, so far i got an 8 out of 10 from nintendo life i think that's like, the only people who reviewed it so far but yeah Huzzah. Cool. But yeah. And can you tell us about the game? Yeah, okay. So it's uh it's it's made uh designed on a 1984 styled game, so it looks like an early like an early early NES game followed by like old school arcade games. It plays like a mash of Zelda and Asteroids, that's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. So it's just you're just uh, this character name Shadow Archer. Yes, I'm I'm, a, I'm good with names. <laughs> and so you have you have like nine nine arrows and you just kill a bunch of uh, arachnids or spiders. And as you progress, the enemies there more enemies spawn and it progressively gets harder and harder till the the quote unquote boss of the game shows up and you have to try to defeat him while hordes of enemies are in your way trying to get to him. Mm. Do you do you want hordes of enemies? Because this is how you get hordes of enemies. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I'm sorry, different archer. Close enough, <laughs> but yeah, um, the, yeah. The game it's a simple, it's a simple game, but it's if you like, it's fun to play in short bursts. But it's uh, from what from what people enjoy it and trying to beat the highest score in the meverse. People have been sharing screenshots, and and let me see. There's a lot of uh, let me see. There's a lot. There's a, bit, a few nods to Zelda, and yeah, that's all I can say about it. Pick it out, try <laughs> it. Tell, pick, pick it up, pick it up, try it. Tell me it's bad, whatever. <laughs> All right, yo, I'm taking a look at your the page here you have on Nintendo.com, and uh, so it's got like the five screenshots and the description, um, which which you uh, told us about the typo in the description, so that was nice. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. So there's like I'm going to get this fixed, but it says sure. like there's like a sentence that says find power ups to defeat enough uh, even tougher enemies that will aid you in your survival against the ever spawning creatures of the realm. I'm like. That is worded so ambiguously. I, I got a kick out of the survival. Yeah, yeah, survival. Like, why? Why no one? So yeah, when I was submitting, uh, submitting description, I wrote everything in Notepad, so I, I didn't have that squiggly <laughs> line to tell me what's what I typed wrong. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's you know, funny. I, I, because like I was like, it was this game took a while to get get through because there was, it was uh, a game break, a console breaking bug. Oh jeez. It locked up the Wii U. I said, "Oh, yeah, I gotta fix this." I'll bet. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, any develop. This, I'm a, I mean, I'm an indie developer. My first time making a, an actual game console game, so gotta go so, through all the trial and errors. Right. So this is the one that you finished a while ago, and it just now got approved to be in the store. Yeah. Um, it, did you have it finished when the last time you were on the show? Because or were you it was uh, still going through approval last time? Yeah, it was going through approval. It was then it finally went through approval. Then I had to go through the business aspect of it. I'm doing pretty much everything on my own at this point. So. Um, well, congratulations on getting your first game out there, and uh, you have another one in, that you're currently developing, right? Yes, I actually have another one. Uh, another one. It's actually kind of 
funny is a, a funny. It's, I haven't told you guys a story yet. Um, might as well tell the story. Okay, so imagine you play. Okay, so it's a game where you t- play as a Goomba after the events of Super Mario Brothers One. <laughs> you have like the powers it. of a Goomba, so it's like this desolate world. Okay, so all the characters change for obvious reasons, right? So your your name your little uh, rotten tomato called Tammy Tomato. Her <laughs> queen. Her queen is fault has been quote unquote defeated. You know, like in the last Smart Brothers, you you chop the axe and Bowser falls into the lava. When you start the first level, is you seeing like the, a skeleton, like a, a corpse trying to get out the lava, but it's already a skeleton, mm. and you're like slowly transversing back to level one while trying to. It's more of a puzzle game since you have to like uh, all the levels are pretty much destroyed, and you have to like figure your way to transverse between each level with having little to no power ups. <laughs> All you can and, do is walk slowly towards spaces, and if you can touch them, they die instantly. But if yeah, they jump on you, you're dead. I see. Kind of like that. Yeah, but the levels, like, you can push blocks to make, create a pathway for yourself, and there's there will be power rows, but you got to find them. And then it, it, it's like all the graphics look like it's a Kirby mashed up Mario game, but the story is, like, kind of probably dark. Because, like, the, <laughs> first, like the, the, fi- the second the final boss is technically the first boss you meet. And he just asks you, is the queen alive? You can either tell him that she's alive. You can lie to him, tell him she's alive, or lie, or tell him no. And he just kind of died knowing that he failed to save the queen. No, she's in another castle. <laughs> oh, I should do that. That's like a good one. <laughs> That's a good reference there, obviously. There you but go. Yeah, the- I, th- I thought it was completely Mario reference, and I'm just listening, going like, how the hell did he get approval? I mean, like, do you work in Nintendo? You get you get like legal access to their assets. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, it's not. I can't make. Doesn't work like that. <laughs> and then you're talking about like Tammy Tomato and the Salad Kingdom, and I'm like, pretty sure we talked about that game recently. Uh, no, it's not the Salad <laughs> Kingdom. It's it's totally Crouton Kingdom. Princess uh, Tomato in the Salad Kingdom is what they have. Yeah, oh, no, she's not a prin- Yeah, that's uh, the yeah, game. But, that's the original game, though. Yeah, yeah, the game. I'm, the characters. I, my quote unquote original characters is Tam. Uh, Tammy Tomato. She's just a nice rank. Tammy so, Tomato. Tammy uh, Tomato in the Crouton t- Court. No, no, Tammy Tomato. So and her, her. What's up? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, the Mario Luigi's are uh, replaced with uh, uh, construct uh, construction works, uh, like Carpenter Sisters, known as Mona and Lisa. <laughs> so and they, they get, got gender swapped. Uh, there's and person uh, personality swap. The Luigi replacement, uh, Lisa, is pretty much the logical one. And and not scared shitless of everything. Oh no, she gives you a reason. Like you, you go to, uh, when you encounter her, she's like you kill. You like you you spared no you spared no one. You held no prisoner. We uh, and like you know that there's like this running joke is like Mario's the bad guy because he he killed everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he smashed all those bricks that we were told in the manual were just converted toadstools. Um, let me see. Um, so he I'll went see. on a friggin' slaughter fest. And let me see. Oh, well, there's one up. So whatever. <laughs> Yeah. There was another one. It's like he killed Bowser, blah blah blah, and it's like you know, and Bowser's just doing. Bowser's like not that much of a bad guy, but uh, Lisa saying like when she get to her, she says, "You killed everyone." She said, "You you invaded our you invaded our kingdom, you took our prince. That this is this is grounds for war." <laughs> <laughs> like there's whole political thing in a ha- like Jurisposed on a really happy cutesy game. Dude, the more nuance you throw into it, the more I like it. <laughs> yeah, That's deep. so it's everything. Everything's really cute and happy, but when you read the dialogue, it's like, oh dear God, <laughs> <laughs> sounds dark. So it's, yeah, it's kind of like the. It sounds a lot like that game uh, Near for the. Uh, I think it was the Xbox 360 or the PlayStation 2. 
uh, what was that? I think it was a Japanese RPG where you play this guy and he slaughters all these uh, monsters that are taking over the land. Yeah. But when you uh, get into New Game Plus mode, you actually get subtitles for the monsters and you find that they're all just like hapless victims wondering who the fuck this big guy is that's <laughs> killing everybody. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Dang. So back I to like, uh, uh, Shadow yeah. Archer here. Um, yeah. So you said there's a final boss. Does the game end at that point? And you have a no. It's 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 like an old old school arcade game where you just keep going after you beat the boss, but he'll respawn later. Oh, okay. It so just keeps spawning. Does it? Uh, so it just gets progressively harder and harder, or it just goes on forever, kind of thing. It just goes on. It goes on forever oh, until okay. you die. I mean, not die, defeated. Do you so plan like, on? Uh, so it's like Smash TV. There's no real ending. You just yeah. kind of yeah. <laughs> ran out. Yeah, kind of like that. Smash, like Smash TV was one of the inspirations for this game. <laughs> um, I love of enemies with no payoff. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. Nice. Did you? Uh, so do you plan on, have, on uh, releasing any updates to this game in the future? I'm, um, I'm thinking about it, but I think it's good for where it is. I'm actually planning to make a sequel for this game. I've been reading a lot of comp, uh, like criticisms and. Uh, like suggestions, and I'm mm-hmm. totally ignoring them and making a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, if, if people want to go and find it, they can go um, on the Wii U and search for either the title of the game, Shadow Archer, or the name of your development company, Ultra Dolphin Revolution. Three words. All right, so uh, and, let's. And, if you, and uh, it's a good thing you told us so that we can get that podcast out to all 40 viewers worldwide including for, including for some reason the 53 in Argentina hello I guess, Hi. I guess, yeah. we see you I, uh, what's Argentinian for hello it's hola right Spanish yeah that's right. okay so hola I, uh, I I don't know why Argentina's lighting up I guess we mentioned Hitler on the show so many times that's when all of his buddies showed up the boys from Brazil <laughs> You're not going to pick up on that reference, Mike? Oh, I thought I was waiting for the guy who actually dropped it before. He just said, boys from Brazil. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's just that somebody opened my door. (laughs) So I was kind of taken out of everything. Just that moment. Oh, there goes the setup. Uh, So what the hell is the boys from Brazil? Well, well, it's a movie. It's a movie. About Hitler clones. (laughs) About 95 Hitler clones. (laughs) 95 tubes of Adolf on the wall. 95 tubes of Adolf. You take one down, step it around, 94 bottles of Adolf on the wall. It sounds like a really good plot for Bionic Commando, honestly. Ah, damn. (laughs) Shit, what was that? uh, or or, Or like a really bad, serious Sam level. Like oh here here come the uh, here come the stubby four foot Adolfs with like fully not yet developed limbs and like partial must patchy mustaches <clears throat> would have been uh, perfect in like Wolfenstein 3D oh yeah <laughs> get to the end and it's just ninety five Hitler clones ah! <laughs> they just start swarming at you ah! yeah. All right, well, we should probably dig in on our issue. We are looking at volume 33, and this is from February of 1992. And the cover game is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project. And we have a lovely illustration paint slash painting of uh, Raphael 
on the front with uh, Don Tellio peeking out of a sewer hole. And uh, the only thing I have to take take uh, issue with on the cover here is it has this starburst saying, plus 10 more mega hits. Like, oh, yeah. mm, really? Really? 10 mega hits? Well, you know, you mm, know yeah. you, the turtles can't take all the attention. Just, just saying. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know if I call hits, them that's... mega hits. Maybe 10 more games would be more. <laughs> and, and the rest. Game, subjective. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else about the cover? No. Uh, no, it's a pretty good cover you got, Raphael, looking all grim and everything, like like he's at, like he's just ready to ask you if that's really a Jose Canseco bat in your hand, <laughs> and he and just hoping that you didn't pay money for it. Nice. I I, I like I like the cover. It just kind of has a whole movie vibe plus the comic vibe to it. Mm-hmm. All right. So in the insert I, here, I just wonder what's yeah. that uh, what's that silver thing underneath him? Like, is that like? Or drop no, I, I, no, I think it's, you know when you uh, let me see those LED lights not, or lights on the street where yeah, they're a little reflection with little reflective yeah. discs. So your headlights, will, yeah, where your headlights hit them, you can see it, so you can. Huh. Your Just never saw that on the road before. Either that, or he laid, it, laid an egg in it, and it <laughs> fell and cracked. <laughs> that's why he's upset. And he's just that's like, why, <laughs> that's why Donatello's is looking like there goes breakfast. Oh, <laughs> gross. All right. Well, well, so much for asexual reproduction. There we go. <laughs> well, they are mutant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're well, probably. Exactly. I, no I would imagine they got, they, they got to reproduce themselves. Well, I would imagine they're sterile at this point, unless they mutate <laughs> again to be able to be reproduce. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, in the insert, uh, we've seen oh. this advertisement before, where we have uh, Link, the Kool Aid Man, bursting through a wall. Talking about his adventures and uh, Mario with his eyebrows jumping up and pushing his hat up, um, telling you to, to subscribe to Nintendo Power. And uh, then we have after that next page, we've got the advertisement telling you to quote hook them together, where we have the Super Nintendo and Nintendo hooked up to the same TV. And but it, Wait, and it says is, <laughs> that headline was also taken from the sex education class. <laughs> What? Hook them uh, together. <laughs> I don't. No, think that's what the <laughs> that's what the manager of the Bunny Ranch told, told them to do. Ah, oh, you afraid to do it by yourself? I just hook them together. <laughs> oh, you need to lose your virginity. Okay, well, here come hook them together. There you go. You'll you can figure out the rest. There you go. So I'm, I'm kind of just, I'm yeah. just spacing out. I actually have my CRT TV with Super Nintendo and NES hooked up together to a tv right next to me is it is it um, has it doubled your playing power yeah okay so <laughs> sweet but no, all right funny story so when uh when i was younger uh i wanted to play super mario world and my brother wanted let's see my brother wanted to play uh smart bros 3 so we had a picture uh picture in picture and we just uh, had them both hooked up at the same time and just one was playing smart bros 3 in the small picture and one had super mario world whoever beats the level we switch oh, we geez. switch off so like but yeah <laughs> Whoever wins first no. gets the bigger screen. Yeah, so, we're just, we just we we just trade off. Nice. So we've got the uh, uh, table of contents here. We're just list out everything that's coming through the issue, and then I have to mention this artwork at the bottom right here of uh, apparently a ski a speed skater uh, holding a Game Boy in one hand 
and uh, sweating and uh, almost yelling at the Game Boy at the same time. Having an aneurysm. It's a very odd clip art to put in here. It I has don't know. Like- he, doesn't, he looks like a typical Pokemon Go player. <laughs> <laughs> I would know because that's how I look when I'm playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> Damn you, Snorlax! I look like a zombie when I'm playing it. Get in the ball. Yeah. Uh, do we uh, playing Pokemon Go in Texas heat is not fun. Oh, you want to about that? Try playing in Arizona heat. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's that's not that's does not sound yeah, any better. That's called uh, you you pull up in your car, park next to a, a <laughs> Pokestop. <laughs> By a lure and then weigh in the air conditioning. That's how that works. Yeah, but I was trying to, ha- trying to hatch eggs because somebody hatched oh, a Portagon yeah. and I got really salty about that. <laughs> I was like, you know, I want a Portagon too. Let me walk around. This is going to kill me. Yeah. Which is really just a Japanese polygon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the point of the word. English. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got a Porygon from uh, Hatching an Egg too, actually. Oh man, I gotta I gotta step on my game. Give me a minute. <laughs> Shit, I need, to start, about, hatching, I need to start hatching those eggs. <laughs> I'm only like level fourteen, I think. I'm not that high up. Yeah, I think I'm twenty one at the moment. No, oh, jeez, beat. Yeah. All right. Po- anyway, oh, 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 oh guys, oh, um, anybody yeah. that's listening that happens to see that happens to be in a relationship is like the perfect date. Just play Pokemon Go. You guys do not talk to each other and you just run around catching catching Pokemon. Perfect <laughs> date. Trust me. Perfect date. <laughs> the less you say, the less you can screw up. Exactly. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, so moving on to the player's pulse. Uh, we've finally gotten some more, um, well, now actually about the same number of uh, letters. They've squished this section down. So they included some photos of people reading Nintendo Power on vacation. So it's got um, a kid reading uh, Nintendo Power on the beautiful beaches of Indonesia at the beach which seems like a bad just, idea. Just blanketed in Nintendo powers. Yeah. Like that, that's, that, that, that worries me. It's like bringing, bring magazines or comics to a beach. Yeah. Does not seem like a good idea. No, it's like, it, even if you just get Sandy, it's still like, uh, you get sand all over your, or the picture reminds me like someone <laughs> posing for an Instagram picture. Like this, this is just, <laughs> Not practical in the slightest way. Right. The, the mom's like, trust me in 30 years, these pictures are going to pay off. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, if I was a kid during the time, my, if my picture showed up in this magazine, uh, actually, I think one of my pictures did, but that's much later. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I was stoked. I was well, now stoked. we know. Well, now we know what you're going to be showing us on your third on your third hosting. Guessing. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I, don't, I think I submitted a picture, but it never showed up. I think one of my quote, one of my letters, fan letter, showed up at like round issue two hundred ish or so. But oh, nice. <laughs> All right, and we have uh, another kid posing with the Game Boy and Nintendo Power, which you can barely make out in front of uh, Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a wonderful set of uh, jean shorts on and uh, hey. muscle tee. There's, so. there's something wrong with Mount Rushmore. Um, Mario's supposed to be there. <laughs> nice. Pot of wings, anybody? Yeah. Pot of wings, <laughs> All right. Uh, and then we have another kid standing in front of uh, a little micro bills, a little micro Bill Gates. Yeah, standing in front of uh, was Glacier National Point Park. in Nosyomedy. Check out that waterfall in the background. And we have another kid standing in front of Epcot Center in Orlando, Florida. Oh, he's clearly going to video. He's clearly going to video game Armageddon. 
that that what that waterfall in the Yosemite National Park is the second biggest drip in that photo. <laughs> Jesus, that, that, that's that's mean, dude. Wow, <laughs> that's mean. So then they have a couple of uh, letters here saying Game Boy appeals to kids of all ages. And it's got a cute picture of uh, a girl in a onesie, three-year-old Ruby. Um, she's one of the biggest Nintendo fans I know. She has enjoyed watching her aunt and uncle play Nintendo since she was three months old. So when she was two, she got a Game Boy of her very own. She has several games, but her favorite is Super Mario Land. Without assistance, she can pass all three boards in the first world, and she's working hard on the second. And she's got her Game Boy in her hands. That's a damn good gamer girl right there. Yeah. And then, Mike, you want to do the next one? Yeah, we got a picture of an old man and a son in a, uh, a very manly pink shirt. It's his grandson. Pointing at a Game Boy. Great grandson. It says, enclosed is a photo of my son, Will, and his 102-year-old great-grandfather, Fred V. McFalls. Will showed his grandfather how to play Super Mario Land on Game Boy. He was amazed. I suppose you don't see too many 102-year-olds playing Game Boy. Give me 78 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, God. Did I just calculate my age properly? <laughs> that, was ar- that was just an arbitrary number. If I got that right, I'd be scared. Yeah. I don't know. It, look, it looks like he may have already passed away in that photo. <laughs> Rigor Mortis is just setting in, and that's why he's able to play. <laughs> his, his fingers have just locked down on the buttons. <laughs> It's true. It looks like he's just like, oh, will someone get this kid away from me? Oh, okay, well. All right. <clears throat> so then we have more envelope. You're not, you're not the grim specter of death. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was expecting company. <laughs> I was make a Sega Game Gear reference, but I couldn't think of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, death and handheld made me thought of Game Gear, but whatever. <laughs> oh, oh, look how quickly this Game Gear dies. Kind of jealous over here. <laughs> I just give you. I'll, I'll just give you. The, 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 I'll just give you the fuel, and Mike, you just put the joke together yeah, for me. Just, just lob the softball up there for Mike. <laughs> just, just give me the part. Just give me the Legos, and I'll build the house. There you go. <laughs> All right. So next up, we got more envelope art where people have sent in letters and they've drawn some awesome art on the envelopes. Which is and, pretty sweet. Yeah, I know at some point they in one of the videos they show that Nintendo produced they have a whole wall full of all these uh envelopes. Yeah. So Oh yeah. Um, uh, like I think one uh Chris Hoffman, uh, let me see the formatter in his own power still has a, a bunch of those envelopes ha- hanging around in his oh, collection. Yeah. It's funny. It's like yeah. like they got some they got some really good artwork there. He showed off some on his Twitter, I believe. Oh, this is just fantastic. I uh, love the uh, the Battletoads versus Ninja Turtles one mm-hmm. where Leonardo is taking offense to uh, Zitz and Rash. And Leonardo is saying, pawn scum, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been, been an epic game, just saying. Oh, yeah. Reptiles versus amphibians. Yeah, rare, get on it. Are they still, are they still <laughs> making anything besides Killer Instinct 3? Yeah, they're, they're doing that, and then no, they had a bunch of people leave Rare, right? And they did that Kickstarter yeah. game. No, yeah, that's the original Rare team. I mean, like, right? What was Rare, the Kickstarter game? Ukulele. It's basically what? the spiritual sequel to Banjo Kazooie. 
Yeah, I was going to say, Rare for me has been kind of dead since Microsoft bought them. Yeah, same here. It's like, this just a... It's not that Killer you can tell it's the original people, you know? Yeah, Killer Instinct 3 does actually are pretty all right. Yeah? Yeah, I played a little bit on Windows 10. No, oh, okay. So I, gotta, I'm really liking... Oh, sorry. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'm really, liking, I'm really liking that... Uh, uh, the one on the on the left with Zelda, Link, Peach, Nestor, Howard, mm-hmm. Mega Man, and Mario and Luigi seem to be crushed. Yeah, <laughs> that one's pretty good. All right, so we got yeah, another the, uh, the gang's all there, and then we got the editor's corner. Yeah, so as I mentioned, we have a letter from our friend Gail who won't uh, respond to us. Uh, thanks, thanks, Gail. Um, <laughs> And she's talking about the comics that are in here. We did parts one and two, or parts part one of Zelda one and uh, Super Mario Brothers last time. And so she's talking about how it's done in Japan by some of quote their most famous comics illustrators. And they're all based on the storyline is based on the many adventures of the plumbers, and the Zelda storyline is based on the new Zelda game linked to the past. And it says Mr. Miyamoto is very involved in the development of the comic strips as well. And the people at Nintendo Power write the dialogue to go along with the storyline. So I, I wonder if they do a straight translation or if they just sort of make it up. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if the other one is like maybe more serious or yeah, like like one can only wonder what we're losing. Yeah, it's just like full of cuss words. <laughs> Fuck you, Bowser! <laughs> you bastard! Yeah. Technically, doesn't Japanese Japanese doesn't really have quote unquote curse words? Uh well they don't, they don't have anything that they don't have like uh, equivalent to a curse word you know they isn't have like shimate supposed to be like shit uh shimata is clo- is pretty much close to damn it or darn it oh okay I don't know I, I from all the uh, anime subs I've watched <laughs> yes yeah, it seems bastard. like is supposed to be like a a catch all curse word yeah it's, yeah but it's like Ksuh. yeah but it's like there's like nothing that kind of has a the same connotation of a curse word is more like you say it, like, it kind of determined for a person a person's personality or whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about Japanese. I really don't. I'm just kind of guessing from all my friends <laughs> all who right. aren't Japanese, by the way. So moving on in to the feature article, we have TN Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project, with an awesome piece of art with the four turtles on it. So the, I the, in the, the basic, classic mirage. Yeah. In the, yeah, it's the classic Mirage style mm-hmm. instead of the uh, 1987 comics or the uh, 90 – was it 89 or 91 movie? It's the Eastman oh. and Laird looking style. Yeah, basically. it's their Mirage style comics back when they all had the same red bandanas, but this time they gave them colored ones. Right. So the Mirage comics? I'm just, just randomly uh, asking. I've got some on my shelf over here actually. I've seen them. I never got a chance to read them while I was younger. I don't I have like see the first one. I don't have the individual comic books, but they came out in like graphic novel format, and I have the first like three of those. Okay, cool. They'll come off, put them all together. It's really kind of interesting because it, it's not like you would expect like Ninja Turtles to be like episodic and all that, or they hang out in the city a lot. It, you they get it off of Earth pretty quickly in the comics. Oh, okay, and it's a lot more outer space adventures. Have you seen the uh, the new version in the comics? Not the one based off the Nickelodeon one, but uh, uh, is it's the a- IDW. Yeah, I, uh, having, I saw some of that, and it was friggin' amazing. It turns out the turtles are uh, reincarnations of 
Master Yoshi's four children from the past. Oh, really? Yeah. And Krang is this friggin' warlord who, like, even in his original Utron body, he gets off with some savage murder scenes. Like, it shows how he was like a sniveling coward, but how he was forced to survive on his own. He became so malevolent and fierce that even without his robot body, he was already dangerous as fuck. And just slammed on them? No, he like grabbed up and like strangled them with his friggin' tendrils. Oh, interesting. Or like stabbed him with a knife or a shard or something. Wouldn't that someone just have to like ass. wouldn't someone just have to put like salt on him and he would die? <laughs> <laughs> or just put no salt. sodium in Dimension X. <laughs> I see. So he would have he would have died out here basically if we just put some salt down in front of him. Yep, like that's why he's got that robot shell with the plexiglass nah, over it. Makes sense. So, anyways, Manhattan Project. The whole, the storyline uh, picks up with the turtles. They are hanging out in um, Key West, Florida, at the beach, and for whatever reason, they have a television set on the beach with them, which would and have horrible visual resolution. They're watching uh, for whatever reason. The local New York news with <laughs> with April Neal on it, which gets interrupted by the Shredder, and he's not he's not just taking one person hostage; he's taking the entire city hostage. And you see the uh, entire city of Manhattan lift up into the air like a sky fortress, and um, so immediately uh, the turtles start getting attacked while they're in uh, Key West. And they had to make their way back to New York and defeat Shredder. So clearly, this is a different. Uh, this is in a different uh, uh, dimension. <laughs> like the, art, the art style is completely. The art style is completely different. One's the cartoon. Now we're in the Mirage comics. So oh. yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm just trying to make a joke. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're getting into the the game itself is is definitely modeled mm-hmm. after somewhere between the cartoon and uh, the original arcade game. So it's it very much follows the same art style as uh, we call it the TMNT two the arcade game or just straight up the, the arcade game. So yeah, they look. The, I mean, they look the same. The play style is pretty much the same, um, and uh, it's good fun. It's a co op um, action game, side scrolling action, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, good times. Calbunga. So the only thing that's weird, and they don't show a whole lot of it, but you take a look at um, real Donatello quick on page. Ha- has a red bandana. Well, take a look at page. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. That one's weird too, but take a look at page 15. That looks kind of purple. In. So page 15, you can see they have this uh, bar at the bottom where they're kind of just showing you some stats about the turtles, you know, like uh, your points and life and all that. And they show a little icon for your turtle. But no matter what character you have, they all have orange bandanas. <laughs> and they're holding up a sign saying turtles. Yeah, that's that's like reserved for the second player if you have that space right there. And they're all they all have orange head uh, bandanas for whatever reason. Clearly, clearly the, the turtles couldn't uh, couldn't make it, so Mikey had to do everybody's role. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So just like, it, and but it's weird because you're looking up and like. The turtle you're playing as has the correct colors, just not the little icon. So, and it plays like an arcade game. When you die, you can pick any of the four turtles to start over again. And you get a certain number of lives, continues, and all that. I can save my quarters. Yep. 
Um, so oh, for, the, uh, for the younger ones, uh, I was referencing arcade machines back in the day. We played games at arcades. <laughs> they still have arcades today. They just don't use quarters anymore. Yeah, they got those cards where you like load up little vouchers or whatever. Yeah, they have We've, busters and whatever. We have a place locally that's kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese. It's called Peter Piper Pizza. And oh, they, yeah. I know. They still yeah, have okay. um, tokens. Oh, cool. You use, which is, it's a nice feeling, actually, walking around putting tokens in. Even though the card's more convenient, it's just a nice, solid feeling, you know. Also, also, you know, I I can actually limit myself with tokens with card with a card. I just keep swiping till like, why it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Oh, amount. What the heck? Right. Well, yeah, they they don't even use like it's not like dollars or whatever. They use some weird point system. Oh, you yeah. get fifteen hundred points, and this one costs you know one hundred eighty points for play. And you're or, like, oh, okay. Or, the worst ones like oh, it will cost you one point five points. Uh, okay, and then there's a machine that costs one point eight uh, points. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not keeping a tra- I'm not keeping track of that. Like I have yeah. no idea how much how much money I have left in my card. Yeah, shouldn't you just have a point be like a, a standard amount of currency? Well, they do it on purpose. <laughs> they do it on purpose. So you have it's no like idea Microsoft points. Yeah, exactly. They just want to fuck you up. Yeah, well, <laughs> eShop they uh, eShop they use cash. And speaking of eShop, Shadow Archer's there. You should get it. Hey. <laughs> yeah. There is, there is a, a good uh, uh, a case we made for using points on like the Microsoft store because basically they can say, okay, this game costs 200 points. And what that means in money in like the United States versus what that means in money in Japan can be totally different so that it can you know, align to the Standard local exchange dice. rates. But the, pri- yeah. you know, the relative price is the same basically. Yeah, but when you're at Chuck E. Cheese, you don't have to be like, oh, this is like 1,500 points to play. You know, like, fuck you. Like, tell me it's $1.50. How many, how many tokens? And then I can see in the little cup how many I have left. I like that. Yeah. All right. So we've got so, some uh, bad guys in here. We've got Rocksteady. It looks like okay. he's wielding a shotgun, um, but it's not. It's a spear gun. <laughs> Which is still kind of cool. Doesn't he have a machine gun in the first in the original game? Yeah, yeah, he's got a Tommy gun. Of course, this is on the beach, so I guess he like wanted to be local, mm-hmm. or he saw something like on top of a uh, a tiki bar. He's just like, all right, I got I got to put this to use. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next, true, <laughs> just like just like Ninja Turtles two, <clears throat> the movie, a true warrior uses his surroundings. There you go. Especially when uh, standards and practices and parental rights advocates forbid me from actually using the weapons I've been trained to use from my master <laughs> right. in the sewers for 15 friggin' years. So that's the first level when they're, in, when they're on the boardwalk in Key West. But honestly, it really should have been like the Jersey Shore. That would have been better and funnier, I think. <laughs> it would explain why Rocksteady's orange. Yeah. Well, the- <laughs> Jim Tinney Laundry, got to get the turtles. My brain went somewhere we said uh, Jersey Shore and Ninja Turtles. It's kind of wandering off from there. Like, yeah, plus like being Jersey, it's close enough to New York where that they could actually make it to Manhattan within a day or two. Right. Instead of thinking, oh, no, we're going to be walking across several states. What, where's the next level? Oh, Virginia? Come on. It gets, it gets better because the next level. We, we, we bustle in through the ATL. <laughs> the next level says cowabunga dudes and they ride surfboards all the way back to Manhattan across the water. Because <laughs> you, 
<laughs> and they get it, and they get attacked by GI Joe knockoffs. Yeah, and yeah. then they're even, and, and you look at the helicopters. Look what they're called, Cobra. <laughs> Twin Cobra helicopters. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And then these aren't helicopters; they're like flying turrets. So you get onto you, you go into a ship deck. It looks like. Oh, it's yeah, a heavily so armed deck of a submarine. <laughs> now they're just hijacking a submarine. Mm-hmm. And they had to fight someone named Groundchuck, who I don't remember from the from either the comics or the cartoon. Yeah, that one's new to me. Oh, uh, he he appeared in this game. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. In, in, okay. in Nintendo Power uh, Volume Thirty Three. Jeremy bringing the facts. Yeah. With this, right. I like the description. When this bad news bowl spots a turtle, he sees red and charges. He'll tear a pipe from the wall and swing it like Babe Ruth after you've damaged him. So there you go. And then uh, after that, um, they're crossing a bridge, I guess. I guess it would be the Manhattan Bridge. That would explain why it's all torn up. Right. Because it was vibrated and broken apart when they lifted up the friggin' island. Makes sense. And then at the end, you fight a interesting version of bebop so oh, i didn't see that on the other page i was looking at slash which one are you? he's a mini boss slash oh yeah you got slash i remember there. him yep he's like the bizarro ninja turtle yeah pretty much and uh they did a pretty good version of him in the uh, nickelodeon cartoon that's uh currently running so at the end of the level we got bebop and for whatever reason he's got a ball and a chain Swinging around his head at you. You're not so mentioning his, his first appearance when he's lop, when he's driving by in a Bigfoot. Oh, I didn't see that. That's him in the in the in the look Bigfoot. No, it's the other warthog with you know, with Cyclops sunglasses. Oh, I see now. Okay, um, you know, back to ground Chucky. Okay, so using using this <laughs> new thing called the internet. Oh, he's gone back <laughs> and looked it up. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I knew I recognized him, but he looks completely different. In the sh- he showed up in the show. He just looks completely different in the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he showed up in the show, apparently. I don't remember. Yeah, so, they had a few ma- uh, Mighty Mutanimals, but I would have liked to seen like Yasagi Yojimbo, because that's the one I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bebop, what the fuck is up with that with that hair? I mean, like, uh, Willow Smith's got nothing on the way this guy whips his hair back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, is, the, he is literally bawling. <laughs> he's got a ball on a chain yeah. sticking on his head. Yep, yeah. yeah, when he starts glowing orange, he'll start to nay-nay, and that's when you back away. <laughs> 2016, people. There you go. Uh, and then you say, what does it say? New York has been destroyed. Meanwhile, Manhattan is, is suspended in the in the sky. So finally, you're in downtown Manhattan. So they jump up finally onto the floating, floating <laughs> because city. Because the the island is only about four feet off the ground. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I'm guessing there's some kind of cutscene they show. I remember, if I remember correctly, when you beat Rocksteady, you actually jump up. Oh wait, no, it shows the uh, you're getting a you great you get grabbed by the turtle blimp because it's right beside Rocksteady's cutscene. Rocksteady. I mean, Bebop. Oh, Bebop? Yeah. You know, where we were commenting on yeah, his Yeah, I'm trying to find the blimp. I don't see it, but I'll no, take your you word for it. No, if you look beside Bebop as a ball, mm-hmm. you'll see up, up, and away. So when you get 
when you beat Bebop, then you jump up on the Bigfoot and then you get picked up by the turtle blimp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the left of it. I got you. Yep. Because you get the turtle blimp, you go up to the Manhattan. <laughs> and apparently Manhattan is being besieged by giant bowling balls. <laughs> Everything in this game is about balls so far. Hey, man. It's quite a ballsy game. Yeah. <laughs> I could just imagine that there's a black-shirted Marty McFly telling Leonardo, watch out. I mean, you you wouldn't be expecting these things, and that's why they'll fuck you up. <laughs> Next, you're going to see giant clocks coming down the road, too. <laughs> so, and then when you get to the boss at the end, it's apparently a blue, giant blue rat type thing. Oh, it's a mouse, excuse me. Uh, that's dirt bag, a mining mouse with a laser beam in his hard hat. So it kind of looks like a Zoolander uh, with a pickaxe and apparently a mining hat with a laser beam on him. Everybody's working for the weekend. Yep. Let's get ready for some blue steel from that guy. Hey, we've already got blue skin. <laughs> right. Uh, next up is apparently to go underground into the sewers to go to the Technodrome. You get uh, is it hover bots. Do you hover boots? No, of course not. Uh, you had to fight uh, Leatherhead at the end. I thought Leatherhead was a good guy. Uh, no, he in the show he was a bounty hunter who got mutated into an alligator. But on the Nickelodeon cartoon, which again I really stress you should watch if you're a fan of the Ninja Turtles because they done it so right. Leatherhead is an experiment of the Krang who finally like when he attacks the ninja turtles in his mm-hmm. anger he actually fights like a gator and gets donatello in a death roll mm. so they actually like really smartened up his attack rather than like instead of him having an inexplicable cajun accent yeah, i was gonna say didn't he talk like gambit <laughs> well now y'all here Monami. now yeah Monami. I'm a go to, um, I'm a get me some turtle soup, I guarantee. There you go. You do um, and then I'm gonna get a blonde girlfriend named Sucker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, random note with the Nickelodeon's, uh, Nickelodeon's Ninja Turtles. Uh, did they do, I heard recently they did a crossover with the original Ninja Turtles yeah. cartoon series. And it was How fantastic. Was all right. Because I absolutely the last thing, loved it. 10 out of 10. It was a great crossover. Because the last crossover I watched was, you know, Turtles Forever, and I love that. So That was great, and this was just as good. It All was, right. like, significantly less Turtles because it was only two teams. But the uh, first, it, they sucked the, the Nickelodeon Turtles into the two-dimensional space. Yeah. And you finally get to explain, like, how can there be one guy named Krang in the 87 cartoon universe – but yet all the enemies, all the enemy brains are named Krang in the Nickelodeon one. Oh, they actually explained that? Yeah, they oh, explained okay. it and like what his relation is to them. And they did it brilliantly. <laughs> and when they bring the turtles from two-dimensional space into 3D space, you get to see 3D 87 turtles. Yeah, I saw sc- screens of that. I said the models look really nice. Yeah, it was amazing. Like the detailing, I was like, you know, I would like to play a game that look that had these turtles look like that. <laughs> we we cannot stress enough how great the Nickelodeon show is. They, I mean, it's it's what, got great pathos, great animation. Uh, Donatello having a crush on April is just played brilliantly. Oh, good. My shipping is my shipping's confirmed. Did um <laughs> did the you guys play the the most recent Ninja Turtles game that came out? It was Danger like of a, Views. Was that the one made by Platinum Games? Yeah, it's the same guys that did the Transformers Devastation games. 
Okay. What? Does it does it look like is it like like Devastator where it's it looks just like the eighties cartoon? Um, I, it didn't sw- it didn't persuade me enough to buy it. I'll put it that what way. What system is it on? It's on Xbox um, and then the PlayStation Store. It's like a digital download game. It's not like a oh, disc based game. No, there's no Steam version. I don't know. I have to look it up. But there's no. Someone, I know there's no. <coughs> I know there's no Wii U version because yeah. I'll, I'll, be well, I'll tell you what. Now. Why don't you Google that while we go over the last <laughs> level here? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll I'll be the info guy. All right. You get to you get to do John's role as he normally does. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So next we get. Uh, we apparently we're going into the Technodrome. Yep. And we get to see more bowling balls because. I mean, fuck, bowling balls are going out of style in the, in the 90s. Oh, they're and coming then, out of the TV monitors now. So they get produced from the TV monitors. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's like hyper 3D printing going on here. <laughs> At the end, the, the mini boss is Razor, uh, if you recall from the second movie. Not without, without his buddy Toka. It's just Razor, not Toka. Yep. What's the difference between Toka and um, our other uh, weird turtle dude, Slash? Uh, uh, Slash was a snapping turtle. And Toka was, I think he was like a diamondback turtle or... No, okay. But they're both bad guys? Well, Toka is not really bad like he's in just the special movie, in the car in the car yeah they're like master higgins they're <laughs> they're just uh they, they they just don't know better well i thought they were like babies basically but they, yeah they got bad role models okay and then looks like the last level of course you're fighting a shredder looks like with a with the master windu's lightsaber yeah that is a very bright blade that has a outline around it all right jeremy did you find anything um. Yeah, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia article. The game's on out on PS3, four, six, three, six, Xbox 360, one, and Windows. It was released around May twenty, uh, May of this year. What is um, it? The Danger of the Ooze? Um. Similar. Uh. No. That, I think that was on 3DS. One of the mutants no, in Manhattan. 3DS had Master Splinter's Mut- training pack. Uh, mutants in Manhattan is the game. Um. The game. The game's like. From one reading is kind of meh. It's like four out of four point five out of ten. Mm. There's not even local. It's, it's co-op, but it's not local co-op. And that's kind of annoying. What? There's no local yeah. co-op. Apparently, I'm reading is that's what's why I lost points. It's there's no local co-op. And it's a beat, it's a fun beat 'em up, but there's no local local co-op. Ouch! I'm looking at Metacritic and it has yeah. uh, two out of five stars with 49, 49 reviews. <laughs> Its yeah. meta score oh. is 44 out of 100 based on 49 critics. And user score is only 5.4 out of 159 ratings. It looks like a game that'd be fun if it was on discount. I mean. This basically yeah. said that it's a lack of uh, local couch co op and then the high price point and the repetitive gameplay are hard to ignore. You know what game that's cheap and fun? Shadow Archer. Hey, <laughs> there you go. It got eight out of ten. Oh, I saying. thought this was a digital download game. They were charging full price for this thing. What, oh, really? Shit. They were that's... charging. They were charging sixty bucks when this thing came out. No wonder people were pissed about it. 
Oh my Dude, god! This is like a fifteen dollar game at most. Oh, I know. This is like a you know a small. I mean, Castle Crashers is better than this, and that was only what fifteen dollars. Yeah, I mean, this if this was fifteen. I think if, if this game was priced at fifteen, this would have got better reviews. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's only twelve dollars or whatever. It's forgivable. It doesn't have local multiplayer. Even still, though. But if you like, like if you like the turtles, fifteen bucks. You know, not not a bad price. I like one of the ratings here. It says, "In the end, sadly, not even an old-fashioned ninja rap could save this mess." <laughs> <laughs> go ninja, go ninja, go. go! That's what they're saying. Go, go ninja, <laughs> go. 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 Oh, go! Go! Seriously, go! No, no, no. Just My go. song goes dun 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 da da dun dun. Yo, Ice Man. <laughs> There's no copyright infringement here. Yeah, well, he got he got sued. <laughs> you know what so he actually we, did? He actually bought the rights to the original song to settle a lawsuit, and he's <laughs> made more money from the original under pressure <laughs> royalties than he has from his 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 actual song. <laughs> Not nuts. Man. He's like, it's the best deal I ever had. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I got sued more often. So we can agree that Project Man- the, Pro- the Manhattan Project is better than uh, Mutants of Manhattan. Oh, yep. by far. By it, far. It is the best Ninja Turtles game with Manhattan in the title. There you go. I was about to say, I to say uh, Turtles in Time. Wait, no, wait. You said Manhattan. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with Manhattan in the title. <laughs> yeah. All right, so speaking I of – I choose uh, my words carefully. The opposite yeah. of good games. Um, let's take a look at – G.I. Joe, the Atlantis Factor. They're looking for a few good men and just one great player. Uh, I just got to wonder, what the hell is up with this winter ninja in the background? Like, he's not jumping on anybody. It's like he's just jumping around trying to get someone's attention. He just looks like he's jumping into the pictures. Hey, don't forget me. (laughs) Don't forget forget me. He's just jumping off the background. And sweet pose. <laughs> Just like you get the camera, get the camera. Okay, let me know. Let, 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 now, yeah, now, now. Okay, okay, now. And then I let the guy in the in the front left wearing the the, the skin tight outfit with the hockey mask and the goggles. He's got some kind of repelling hook firing from his shoulder. He's wielding a machine gun and blasting that, and he's holding a sword. He's trying to repel something that's directly in front of him. Right. And w- meanwhile, this moron is firing a golden gun with a massive scope on it that he's not even using. <laughs> no, he's not even shooting in the direction he's looking. <laughs> just fire, fire, Alice. Just fire aimlessly. We'll right. probably get Cobra. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, everybody, we need to pose for this picture. Just everyone fire your weapons all at once. You in the back oh, can't see you. Jump oh, up. Yeah, there's like, oh, yeah, there's explosions happening behind them. Or behind the first two. Okay, just wait for the rocket to launch and then go fucking berserk. <laughs> this be a sweet picture, trust me. <laughs> uh, three, go Joe! We'll put yeah. this up on our Twitter. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag squad goals. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm totally Good making one. this my profile picture. Good one. Look how sweet I look. My golden gun, not looking at where I'm firing. Oh, yeah. You know, this would be great if someone did fan art with uh, y'all, uh, y'all in it, <laughs> just reenacting this picture. Dude, that would be awesome. Yeah, we got to put this up on the Facebook page and just be like, if anyone could put our faces here, <laughs> that there would be tits. <laughs> that would so, be a great cover photo. <laughs> so apparently this is further down uh, the G.I. Joe universe than I, quite frankly, remember. 
I so thought the Storm, they have a – so the guy in the background is named Storm Shadow. I thought he wore all white and he worked for Cobra. Is that not the case? Uh, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah he would have to be all white because Snake Eyes was for GI Joe, right? And then you got this guy called called named Wetsuit or Seal, which stands for Sea, Air, and Land, so the E doesn't even get mentioned. <laughs> like, well, it so could be S E A C, and you're calling him Sal when it just wouldn't be so effective. Sal, yeah. <laughs> Everyone expects him to be like, what? Do we, is he going to open up a deli in the middle of the, in the beachhead? Or? They could have uh, done uh, sea, earth, air, and land. It just sort of had two different land things twice. Sea, <laughs> <laughs> uh, earth, air, and livestock. Yeah, and I don't remember rec- the rest of these guys except for Duke looks completely different. Well, because he's not even Duke. He's Clayton H. Abernathy, a.k.a. General Hawk. A.K.A. G.I. Joe Commander. No, there's, there is. If you look on the second page here, it says Master Sergeant, codenamed Duke. Uh, okay. That does not look like the same Duke I remember, though. And we got Commando, codenamed Jason Voorhees. Got Snake Eyes wearing a hockey mask for some reason. And wielding machete. So that's, that's Snake Eyes in the front? He totally does not look the same. And then Roblox looks pretty much the same. Yeah, because he's friggin' Jason Voorhees. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, it's a GI Joe and, game. And then we got the heavy machine gunner, codenamed Cockblock. <laughs> <laughs> his, his his job is to stop Cobra Commander from scoring with the Countess. With this the is their, this is their, is this their serial number or social security number on here? <laughs> <laughs> Roblox so, carries a mean machine gun, but he can also cook a mean dinner for the Joe crew. So he's the cafeteria guy. <laughs> so he's just the guy in the back that if they kind of need someone to man the machine gun, they, 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 they call him Roadblock because his food leaves you constipated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be good for a mission. So you have to like you know drop trowel in the middle of it. You know, <laughs> I kind of want to see. Uh, I kind of want to see the PSAs done with this style with, with these GI Joes in this style. Remember, don't kids, don't eat too much cheese. Hey, hey, kids! Stop all the downloading on the computer. <laughs> and now uh, you know. So the knowing's half the battle. So I did get a oh, chance yeah. to play this game uh, before the podcast. Here, it starts out making you think like you have a choice in um, where to go, similar to the overhead map in Bionic Commando. So if you look at the mission map here, you really have one option, which is go to the one you're on. Great. What an option, right, for the first level. And then a uh, similar thing, you also it makes you seem like you have an option of what, who to play as, like which Joe to pick. And it's also false. You can only play as the first guy, General Hawk. And so you start off as, um, as General Hawk in the first level, and you start off, if for whatever reason, there, so you can press like um, select, and switch from using your fists to having a gun. So why they start you off with your fists when guys are shooting at you, I'll never know. Uh, <laughs> and it's, oh it's a, hey, guns are expensive. This is a really poorly made platformer, I got to say. So you can shoot guys that are coming at you. You shoot planes overhead that are coming at you. And um, when you, whenever you kill something like... 
they drop ammo or upgrades, but they don't just drop. They literally bounce all over the screen. So as soon as you kill something, if you want to get more ammo, you have to go and chase the thing down. <laughs> so, so it's like they, it's like they're shooting at you with a gun, right? But as soon as it falls out of their hand, you realize that the handle's been made out of flubber. Yeah, well, it turns into like this big like bullet icon, and then it just starts bouncing all around the screen. You have to like run to the other side of the screen and capture it, and hopefully you can go back further enough to make the enemy respawn. Um, so this, I managed to get to the end of yeah. is the the artwork here is equally impressive and disturbing. <laughs> like we're looking at uh, the Cinderblock soldier, and bes- beside him is a nicely rendered military guy with a massive flak jacket, a grenade, a, a, a Bowie knife, and he's just firing off a an, an a what like too it's too big to be an Uzi. I don't know what the hell it is, but you know when you're in when you're in a camouflage situation, a bright an- red gun <laughs> is always the best choice. Yeah, an SMG. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, in case you drop your gun, uh, drop your gun, you got to find it. But your ca- is in camouflage. You good know. point. So, <laughs> and, then below, and then below him, oh my lord. I mean, th- this guy's legs must be broken because <laughs> look at the way he's standing. He, he's got to have like an extra set of kneecaps. His whole torso is literally a foot and a half to Who the left of his up? legs. Who drew him, Leinfeld? <laughs> No, if he was drawn by Rob Leafield, his chest would be twice as large. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. Would have had breasts. <laughs> Pectoral breasts. Yes. Captain um, America, thanks for the memories. Oh, I think the best contribution he ever did was Deadpool, but even then. I, I mean, he's okay. You know, I think he gets somewhat of a bad rap just because he's a complete douchebag in real life. <laughs> I mean, his art, anyways. Um, well, what about uh, uh, Frank Miller? Frank Miller is a weird dude. <laughs> I mean, anyways, I don't yeah, know. Why, I don't know why they put him in charge of uh, movies. Like they have not been good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm derailing the topic here. Back to Joe. Anyways, uh, back to Joe. So I managed to make it to the end of the first level, which is difficult. And as soon as you get to the quote-unquote Cinderblock soldier. He just—it's just this big dude with literally a cinder block at the end, stuck on the end of a pipe, and he just comes <laughs> over and, and he hits you once, and you're dead. Like he just crushes your skull in, and you're dead. And there's oh, no like attack. Yeah, there's no like uh, retry. There's no extra lives. It's just game over. Flat save out. states. Okay, <laughs> these games were made for save states. <laughs> <laughs> this was made when this was sixty dollars in the store. There was no tr- demo, no trial. You pay sixty dollars, and there's no refunds. So I, I bet, imagine I bet, getting to the end of the first level. Game, this guy I just bet, comes over and plop, game over. I bet games like this were made by like sexual deviants so that kids would get <laughs> used to paying big amounts of money to be abused. You're going to get them in the habit while they're young, and then you can really spring on the leather. You can then they'll spring for the leather and the cuffs when they're in college. So I can't speak for the rest of the game because I couldn't get past that guy, flat out. So, so you never got to play the guy with the wobbly legs. (laughs) No, I didn't get to play uh, Sea Bass or whatever the hell his name is. The 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at the uh, confront each boss, and it's just basically like seems to be the same level in like if it was done by uh, different uh, shades of uh, green. <sighs> yeah. yeah, who's the guy that did that cover of uh, the uh, like Weird Al did a cover of that for uh, his uh, his box set Richard in Sheese? the '90s. No, the box set where it was just basically one picture, but with different shades, shaders on it. Oh, Andy Warhol. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we got the Andy Warhol boss fights here. There's Pretty no much. Campbell's soup on this in this level, man. Hmm. The, the snake is the cobra is their Campbell's soup. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's all I got. That's all and, I got on this horrible game. And next on the list of mega hits. Mega hits. As promised by the cover, we got Rampart. Yeah. I I actually like this game. It's fun. Uh, It looks looks neat. Although uh, you look at the building blocks and I I get reminded of Tetris. Yeah, it's got the same shapes as Tetris. I don't know how they get that. seems like a massive violation of copyright, but I guess you can't copyright some of those shapes. Do basic. Anyways, it just starts out with uh, you um, are you can pick a different area of like this island basically to defend against an attack essentially, and uh, you have um, the land and you're defending from ships coming at you, and you basically get a time limit of here's how much you know you get like twenty seconds or something to put a wall around your base. Or one of your bases, basically. <clears throat> and um, then as soon as that ends, then there's a fight, of which also lasts 20 or 30 seconds or whatever, where they shoot cans at you, and you get to shoot cans at the ships. And um, so you try to shoot down as many of the ships as, as you can while, you know, and while they're trying to destroy, like, your walls around your, your base and your base itself and all that. And... Um, so you have to sort of tactfully and quickly um, put together a defensive walls um, and also strategically attack uh, ships. So that's that's basically the game in a nutshell. It sounds really simple. The graphics, and this is for Nintendo, don't aren't uh, that great or anything, but um, it is fun to play. And um, I believe this this is uh, an arcade port actually. Um, so it's yeah, it's fun. It's a fun little um, simulation where you take turns, basically. So imagine like playing StarCraft in a very limited portion with with turns, where you're like, okay, fun. now now prep your walls. Okay, now we're fighting. Like, yeah. So turn based StarCraft. Kind of yeah. Ish. There's I mean there's a real time element, but it's like. It's like, you know, 30 seconds of action followed by 30 seconds of rebuilding stuff followed by 30 seconds oh, okay. of action. So, StarCraft of phases. Yeah, basically. It's like bite-sized. This would, I think, work really well for like a mobile uh, device today, honestly. What's that? Rip off the game and make a mobile version of it, Jeremy? Okay. <coughs> <laughs> <Call> it, uh... <laughs> what's that? Put, what's that? Credit to Power... Uh, let's see, playing with Power Podcast? Yeah. Call it uh, <laughs> Ramp... Ramp... Parzy. There you go. <laughs> or, or Lampant. Lampant. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> totally original game. There you go. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. 
Um, they got some weird art here. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it, Mike. Oh, uh, well, the... Uh, so yeah, they've got they, got a, this they have a two-player mode, right? Which I didn't get to play, obviously. It's castle for V castle across like a moat, it looks like, or a river. And what happens when you win? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I see Swiss cheese, knock down holes. It's harder to replace holes in the wall that are built on the edge because many pieces won't fit. Oh, my gosh. Well, and I'm looking the, at uh, the bottom of page 23. If you beat your opponent, oh, yes, uh, the, uh, <laughs> your opponent this literally has his head in a guillotine and you control the uh, executioner <laughs> releasing the guillotine to chop his head off. For kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty graphic. I mean, that's an image from the game. Hey, kids, you want to learn about the uh, French Revolution? Here's the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they've got, I mean, it, it evolves from there. It's got some of the more advanced levels, but yeah. I was a little fixated on the next game. So let's move on to the next game. The Simpsons, Bart versus the World. I really enjoyed this game. Really? Tell us about it. Well, Bart wins a trip around the world, and apparently the trip was funded by Mr. Burns, who, for reasons I can't remember, decided, hey, another great publicity stunt where everything was going well. Well, why don't we kill the kid? (laughs) (laughs) Great Yeah, like, hey, this would go great if, you know, people that look exactly like me, because they're my family, and obviously connected to me, end up murdering this kid. And, uh... Nice. Yeah, so the first... Plan with no drawbacks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this plan has no drawbacks. And the first step is, uh, you're going on China... And you're on a ship, and it tells you where to get one-ups, power-ups, how to beat some of the uh, trivia in the bonus rounds, uh, sliding puzzles, card matching games. And then you get to fight Fu Manchu Burns, who is surprisingly orange. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, usually Asian people uh, Asian people in The Simpsons are white. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, well, on the on the Nintendo, everything is orange. Mm-hmm. Castlevania, Sim- Castlevania, Simon is orange. Yeah. And uh, we got some great, a weird crusty who is you know inked properly but painted poorly. Like he's got the white skin, the gray hair, but his. His five his five o'clock shadow seems like he's got like no makeup on at all, because he's the same color as Sideshow Mel mm. or Sideshow Bob, who is again orange. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes around the world. You're in China first, then you hit up the North Pole. We fight a, abominable snow burns, which literally just looks like Mr. Burns in a Yeti costume. It looks like something he would do. Yeah. Then you go to Egypt where you have to fight Ramses Burns, which looks like... 
Mm, he looks like Mo, more like Mo in his, in his picture. Yeah, yeah. I look at it. Yeah, you have to step on Homer's hands to free him, but it looks like Homer's body, but with Mo's face. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. And, and looks like there's there, is that the end of the coverage? They don't even get more into it. Uh, well, it says the first stages were a breeze compared to what's up ahead. Give the upcoming stages a go, where one of they appear to be like Transylvania based. Hmm. Interesting. I like the way you beat Ramsey's burns by tugging on his carpet. Just by grabbing the loose string and... <laughs> so we have some weird uh, power-ups here. You can get um, firecracker balls, toss these at dudes who try to mess with Bart and they'll back off. You get a grape squishy. Time for a refill. Grab the grape squishy to replace one of Bart's missing life dots. Uh, you can get a crusty head. Um, just save up for an extra Bart. You can get the Bartman power up, so you can play as Bartman. Or you can fly for a few seconds. Or you can get, I like this, this is my favorite, Jebediah's head. <laughs> so the statue of Jebediah in the middle of the square. Use the nice. snake killer. Yep. Um, and it will temporarily embiggen you. Yeah, make you invincible. <laughs> what a cromulent! Uh, what a cromulent power up! <laughs> so they have all these uh, sliding puzzle mini games. Like it looks like in between every single uh, level. It's like, how do you get to those? Hmm? The sliding puzzle games. How do you get to those? Well, it looks like they're just bonus rounds that will uh, randomly pop up in between levels. Like you get the uh, the sliding. You know the uh, the three card Monty, or the uh, the shell game with the Maggie and the power ups. So you don't. I think I think it's just random as you beat each level, or there's a some, an item you can collect that will determine. Yeah, it's been too long since I played this game. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, should we move on? But I did enjoy it. Okay, we'll take it now to. Part Chapter 2 of The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Yay! Where we get to see Link running away from the Hyrule Castle guards who are, in a weird way, throwing wanted posters that are somehow landing solidly enough to not get knocked over by elements or gravity. With no, no hammering them in, no tools, no nothing, just hey. an hey, inch or two into the ground is enough. That's that is a skill. I mean, Dan from Street Fighter can throw an autograph picture of himself and make it hurt. I mean, they can <laughs> they can clearly throw a sign and what have it sticking the ground, no problem. Th- those guys eat cars, so I mean, like th- those guys can I-, I can understand. And then we can see Link taking a a nice nap, and he's not. Uh, not 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 really commenting on the fact that he that he's a really derpy looking guy on the poster. He's got he's got no qualms with the artist. Well, but all the uh the people that are uh giving him free passage are saying with the king having gone over to the dark side, I have no reason to turn you in. So apparently the king just went evil and everybody is just like, Well, times are tough. <laughs> uh this economy. 
you know, I, if I was Link, I want to complain that I look derpy because, like, well, that's clearly not me. I don't know who you're talking about. That's Lonk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Link. We're two different people. Clearly. And then we get to see Link getting directions to Shahasrala's because he's the wise master who 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 is the wise man who knows about the master sword. So then Link goes to his house. The old lady asks, can you uh, tell me why you're looking for him? He says, I need to inquire about the master sword. She says, oh, the master sword. I heard of that legend. And then she goes on to tell him that the, the wise people created many powerful weapons and hid them throughout Hyrule. The master sword was their ultimate treasure and the blade was specially tempered to resist evil power. It is now sleeping deep in the forest known as the Lost Woods. Then when Link goes outside, one of the weird creepy lizard people says, hey, it's him. Though it would be nice to know what the heck a lizard person is doing since like people are trusting them. And then uh, the castle guards try to arrest him by launching a massive fucking mace at him that can shatter a tree, which is a great way to arrest someone and not slaughter them. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'll just get another heart. He'll just get another heart or a bottle fairy. (laughs) He has a bottle fairy, so it's okay. Well, they end up doing a great job of knocking over the tree on one of their own men, which is pretty funny. And then Link comically dodges... A uh, the mace twice by like apparently jumping while sitting and then the guard swoops at him again he decides to fall off into a bush and the guards just decide well he couldn't have gotten too far and apparently instead of just throwing a torch in the bush to set him on fire he waits for some kid to just drag him off and he says he can tell Link where Sashral is Link traverses some interesting, dangerous landscapes. And then we get to find the palace where Sashrala is hidden. And the old man says, indeed, he is Sashrala, but not anyone can use the Master Sword. And he says, in order to do that, you got to gather three pendants. And he gives Link the Pendant of Courage. And then the guards show up, and Link demonstrates with the pendant of courage that he can just arm flip that son of a bitch and he deflects the guard's mace right back at him with the master sword and then straight up cuts him in half making the first time that he's probably definitely absolutely murdered somebody and he realizes that this pendant is really really something and that he is now playing with power and then he makes a vow over the over one half of the guard to rise to the challenge of the pendants, and with their power, I will destroy you, Agonim. So it's got action, nice bit of comedy, great artwork, all in all, a great comic. Indeed, very nice. Um, fun little tidbit: if anybody actually wants to have a physical uh, physical version of the comic. Uh, it's been compiled and it's like selling on Amazon for like 15 bucks or so. Mm-hmm. They actually re- they, re- they republished the comic recently along and the Sumar comic that we're going to bump into is also being released this October. I wonder if they're going to do that with the Super Mario Brothers movie comic. Oh yeah. I need, oh yeah, totally. I wonder how, I hope, I hope they bring that project back. 
kind of didn't like it stop. Was, it was surprisingly great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually, off where the movie ends. Oh, what yes. makes it okay? Well, okay. Now this we all can awful. agree that we listen. We all agree the movie sucks, <laughs> but here's why: because it had seven writers going off in different directions, and that's why the movie had no cohesion. This and also had the, John Leguizamo, who I can't stand. Well, you don't like him? Is, no. Well, this comic has it takes off directly from the end of the movie where Daisy kicks open the door and says, "We need a plumber. We got a leak." Mm-hmm. And this this tells us what exactly that is, I, and I it's written like, by one of the writers of the movie. So you got one writer, one vision, and cons- consistency. Yes, and the consistency. God, it pays off so well. I've only read like about fifteen pages of it so far. And we get to see Shy Guys, get to see Yoshi, Toad eventually comes back. It is good. It, oh. it actually makes you think that the Mario movie oh. could have been good. Oh, yeah. If and, only it wasn't a friggin' abortion. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, was, it, was Toad, like, was it really uh, Toad that was accompanying Daisy? Like yeah. the guy who got yeah, turned into a Toad. And they actually did, did, a, like, they did a nice way of referencing that he was Toad. They kind of like had his head bandaged, uh, wrapped up, kind of like uh, like a, like a mushroom head. Nice. Oh um, no, the comic is really good. I'm sad as like it's not going on due to lack of funding. So, mm. guys, like guys, if you can go to like I think this is like SMB comic uh comic dot com. Mm. So. Yeah. Or SMB two yeah, comic. Yeah, SMB two comic. Dem- saying that playing with power podcast and Operation Power Up. Watch this comic back. <laughs> <laughs> but, like the comic is is publicly funded, so you know what we got we got to bring this comic back somehow. We figure something out with that because oh. I really enjoyed that comic. Oh yeah, one of the coolest things was like when one of the shy guys is trying to attack Daisy, and like Luigi does like a flying jump kick at his face, and he goes, "Where are you going, guy? Why are you so shy?" <laughs> I remembered that. That was great. It was pretty sweet. But yeah. Uh, all right, we can we'll expand more upon that later. All right, because yeah, I can fan I can fanboy about that comic. It was really good. So moving Before, on uh, to uh, classified yeah. information here. Did you guys mm-hmm. see anything in here that uh, was interesting? Okay, uh, Sim okay, City. The, uh, the Tom and Jerry game is a funny story because when I was younger, I was uh, so when I was younger, I, you know, I loved the classic, uh, uh, you know, MMG cartoons and WB cartoons. And I was really into that, and I wanted this Tom and Jerry game. I never got it. I just remember uh, reading it. I just remember just seeing it. Like I will get you one day. I'm a full grown adult. And I still have. I, it's not very good. Don't these screenshots make it look yeah. so great? Yeah, like you're playing you know, the cartoon. The graphics still, are good. I, you know. Yeah, that's. I mean, it look, I mean, it looks really good for uh, for a bit. But yeah. uh, I still want it just for the sake of. I'm really hot. I'm talking like when you're an adult, you can finally like fulfill your childhood wish. Right. And if it sucks, you're like, well. At least I know now. <laughs> that's the whole reason for the uh, that's the whole reason for the upcoming show, the taste test, where we just get to play all the games we never got to, <laughs> and just get to fill out our childhood resume. All right, throw in Tom and Jerry. I'll be on that episode. All right. Hey, we could use some guests. Yeah. Okay. So, what did you see for SimCity tips that you wanted to mention, Mike? Uh, free money. Free money. How to get free yep. money? Well, it says when you load a saved game in the city management simulation, police, fire, and transportation departments give you a break by requesting no funds until the beginning of the next game year. You can take advantage of this by using your funds for expansion rather than maintenance. 
as soon as you worked out your budget at the end of every year, save your game, immediately reload it so you can continue playing. <laughs> so even without save states, you get the save spam. Mm, I like it. When you click onto the tax icon, you'll see your police, fire, and transportation coverage will be taken care of with no need for expenditures. You'll have surplus cash. You can either zone at a faster rate than usual or lower the tax rate. Nice. So, yay. All right. So, next up, we've got uh, the Game Boy section. Um, so, we've previously gone over all the Nintendo games, and now we're getting into Game Boy. We have Gradius, the Interstellar Assault. And it has some awesome sci-fi art here. Uh, sure does. Um, the history of Gradius. And this is an interesting little insert here they have here. The original Gradius for the NES is the standard for space shooting games. The ability to power up your ship's weapons is the key innovation. So they had the original Gradius. Then they have Life Force, which is the sequel to Gradius. Uh, then they have Nemesis, which is the first Game Boy game um, for Gradius. Then they have Gradius 3, which is for Super NES. Uh, and then apparently they made a Gradius 2, which appeared only in Japan. Just like Metal Gear Solid. Solid? I got the, yeah, uh, Metal Gear. Okay, I'm going to say. Because Metal Gear, they got, the, uh, they got the actual sequel, while we got the unofficial Snake's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Wait, so that's a... Wait, that's not official? Next you're going to tell me Metal Gear, uh, Metal, Gear, uh, Survi- uh, Metal Gear Survive is not official. Topical, anybody? Okay, I'm, I'm. I just need to. I don't know what survive is. Okay. So, okay. So it's you too, guys know that's that, too new, right? Yeah, it's new. Oh, you know that Hideo Kojima, the creator of Metal Gear, left Konami, uh, got fired, left Konami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They made another game. They made this game called Metal Gear Survive after he left. So they're trying to run the franchise without him. Is that? And, it hasn't come out yet, though, right? No, but it, it's it, it, like uh, you know you know everything about Metal Gear Solid, right? That this yeah. game is. He's an old guy that likes to hide in a box. Yeah, close enough. Anyway. (laughs) Seneca. Seneca. So after. uh, Let me see. You know, uh, was it Ground Zero? That was the latest Metal Gear. Well, the prologue to Metal Gear Solid V. They they took that into a side story and it became a zombie apocalypse story. Oh, jeez. Is that like the Phantom Pain? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was a prequel to Phantom Pain. But this game turned... uh, the the guys who were left behind to die were sucked up through a wormhole and live and are now in eggs, eggs are in a, was it an alternate dimension where zombies are there and you have to survive. Man, and the, the hate for that game is tremendous. Konami has really just tanked since their new CEO took over. They First don't even thing, make games. Well, they, they canceled PT. Games. Yeah, they canceled PT after they released the free demo, basically. Well, not PT, whatever it was supposed to be called, but you know what I mean. Silent Hills, I believe. Then they had a weirdness with Kojima where they didn't let us show up to an award show. For the game he made. (laughs) For the game that he made. Right. And then they canceled the Norman Reedus game. That's what I'm saying, the PT game. Yeah, that was was it. Um, And then they went and said, like, oh, we're not – their idiot CEO, whatever, was just like, oh, we're not making any console games anymore. Futures mobile. Yeah, mobile and pachinko machines. Mobile and pachinko (laughs) machines. Yeah, right. You won't win a ha ha. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen any any mobile games come out from them or heard about oh, them. They, 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 all they did uh, uh, they've been focusing on pachinko machines. They took all their franchises, turned on pachinko, <gasps> Metal Gear, Contra, Gradius. Are you serious? Metal Gear Pachinko. That is yeah, so short sighted. 
Yeah, they're like they're focusing on that. They're they're pretty much giving up on their games department, and then they try to br- win back the fans with Metal Gear Survive. Let's be a game that, company that doesn't make games. Yeah. It, hey, it worked it, for Valve. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Valve made games? Yeah. <laughs> still wow. for Half Life Part Three. They did. They, they did. They just, <laughs> that's. I saw this great thing that said Gabe Newell should run for president because that way it will guarantee we don't get a World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Brilliant. That's good. Like, like, what's Valve done? Like, all I remember is like, oh, let me see, TF2 updates. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only game that they make anymore. No, they made Portal Two. That was the last game, right? Yeah, so I said anymore. Oh. Yeah, but Fortress last game they made, and then Metal Gear, not Metal Gear, uh, Team Fortress Two was like the mo- game that has like the most support from the community. Our, our market yeah. research shows that games that people like aren't making money somehow. Right. Well, I thought Valve's idea was, all right, we can make money by selling other people's games. Great right. idea. Let's just make hats. Well, I think they got into That's a position with Steam where they just had like so much money coming in. That they got into a position where it's like, oh, let's let's just play around, and oh yeah, you go off and play and try to make a game. You go and we'll fund you, and you go make a game. And then like halfway through the development, like, eh, I don't know. I think we make it better. Let's make it for the. Let's change it up and do this, you know. And then oh, let's scrap that game. Let's start a new one. Let's have our, let's have our fans make all of our games except for the games that they want. Yeah, I mean, and, <laughs> and then we focus on Steam machines, and then yeah. stop focusing on Steam machines, and then focus on. Uh, Steam OS, and then now we're focusing on the HT, uh, like HTC Vive. Really, a Steam machine? They couldn't have called it. They couldn't have called it an iron. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You know, okay. Actually, it's kind of funny. Like uh, I, uh, a couple years ago, I wanted to. So I did a uh, April Fool's joke. Uh, I did. I was going to do another April Fool's joke, but I just never got the time to it. Was to make a hoax that Sega is going back to the game console race by making a Sega branded Steam machine. Nice. And I was wonder, and I wonder if like how many people will fall for it. But then I'm pretty sure I'll get like I think I'll probably get death threats after that though. <laughs> you know the prank works when you get a cease and desist order. Yeah. Yep. You know, it'll be better if I just call it Dreamcast too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you see the? Uh, so someone made a. Um, it was a No Man's Sky. Um, oh, yeah. Like a clone. Oh. But it's called Mario? No Mario's Sky, and it yeah, had and Mario got, characters. And it got <laughs> shut down immediately. He got a DCMA takedown notice, and like he changed the game and put it back up within a week. Yeah. And it renamed it uh, No DCMA Sky. <laughs> <laughs> and like all the characters named anywhere that they was infringing, he just renamed DCMA. <laughs> <laughs> that is technically legal. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's like what actual power do you have? Let's let's, let's push buttons and find out. Right. Scott, All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, it was like it's funny, like how like recent game project Nintendo, uh, let's see, fan projects been shaped down by Nintendo, and that's because like copyright the copyright laws being, I believe like around the seventy five, we're getting close to that seventy five year mark where things are have to be tightened. And Disney's trying to push to extend the copyright laws because they're about to lose Mickey in like 2021. Right. So copyrights being really, it's the, it, I blame like copyright law for all these random lawsuits right now. Yeah, because fair use is fair use copyright law, trademark. I'm not a lawyer, but I did try. I had a, I did study read this up quite a bit because I was going to do a whole comic parodying Nintendo characters. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, all right, how much can I do before I get sued? Right. <laughs> and hell, my like, oh, let's see, hell, it's getting really crazy, especially with the whole uh, fan project things. But yeah, but then when like, yeah, I, I get why they have to do it, but it also is sad. I know it hurts yeah. the fan community, but it's like on their hand, they have to protect, they really have to protect their IP. I mean, when's the last time we see a Disney fan film that's still out there? Right. <laughs> I'm gonna make my own Frozen. You will yeah. never see the, You'll never see me again. <laughs> they take him to the Disney vault. And you never see me again. <laughs> what, what I would have done if I was at Nintendo was that as soon as I find, as soon as I saw that people were making this Metroid Two thing. Oh, actually, I, there there was a theory for that. I like you know hire them. Mm-hmm. Um, they the game was built with I believe Game Maker, mm. and they don't have the rights for that as well. So they have to completely hire them, and then they have to pretty much remake the entire game in a brand new engine. Mm. And all that. Basically, uh, Darren, uh, the guys working, they work really hard on it. I mean, it looks really great, but the fact is, like, they don't own the rights to that engine, and they didn't build that engine. Right. And pouring it over would also be a whole legal issue as well, because Game Maker, Yo Yo Games, has to get involved with this, and then it becomes a whole legal mess. Hmm. It's, it's really, it's really weird. I mean, I see, like, Sega, uh, people, uh, Sega, uh, with their fan communities. They've hacked Sonic the Hedgehog and pretty much rebuilt the engine. Sega just hired them. Made, now we <laughs> pretty much like, well, you can make Sonic better than us. So hi, here you go. Right. Here you go. Make make Sonic Mania for us. Yeah, we've been failing for twenty years. So if you can do it right, please tell us how. Because we've lost our way. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, back to the issue at hand here. I should uh, stop talking. No, it's good. Gradius, the I'm also just conscious of time. The Gradius, yeah. the Interstellar Assault. Um, it's a Gradius game for Game Boy. <laughs> yep. Glad. Yeah. Worth the wait. I don't uh, have a whole lot to say about it. I played it, and yeah, it's. I, lo- it's I, mean, I, I, I have it. I love it. It's Gradius. Mm-hmm. It's a Gradius game. It looks great, Diaz. Okay. <laughs> So let's let's dig into the next game here, and uh, I'm going to kick this off with the title music, and I'll play right here for you guys for Super uh, Hunchback. I'll play it here. Cutting on the Ritz. <laughs> yeah, so they have that for their t- <laughs> for the title screen for. Yeah. Who makes a, a Game Boy game, by the way, in 1992 called Super Anything? It's a brand new game. <laughs> it's not like, uh, you know, it existed before Super Nintendo. Well, shit, we got... What else? What other Supers did we get? I mean, the Nintendo had, like, so many well, Supers, like Super well, Metal Gear Solid. I'm like, really? What? Well, Super I mean, off-road, yeah. Which, I mean, I think it's a marketing ploy. Would you buy a game called Hunchback, or would you buy Super Hunchback? <laughs> I don't know. If he has a cape and he flies around, then that would be great. Yeah. So you play as a Hunchback who... Am I, am I Quasimodo? <laughs> yeah. Did it, when did the uh, Hunchback movie come out from Disney? Was that... Uh, what was it, 96? So yeah, this is but, completely unrelated. They're not even trying to capitalize on the Disney film from the <laughs> from the main character. They're just randomly making a game about a hunchback. No, I am. it's like level one complete. Like I have to wonder how old this guy is because it shows him like in a uh, a rocking chair, or like a hammock chair, just mm-hmm. peacefully sleeping. Yeah, and that's basically what the playing the game is like. 
Um, <laughs> so the description even says it. Uh, Super Hunchback is a peaceful sort who doesn't have evil villains to conquer or beautiful damsels to rescue. His plight is to ring the bells of the land, which are scattered throughout six obstacle-filled courses. And, uh, yeah, so literally you just – it's a it's a rudimentary platformer where you collect fruit and blatantly you ring – ripping off, Blatantly ripping off Quasimodo by ringing bells. Yeah, and you ring bells. And uh, that's the entire game. I mean, is that at least fun? No, it's terrible. <laughs> like, uh, how does it control at least? Because I mean, if it's a rudimentary platform, I mean, it can get if the controls are nice, you know, you can just refine that. It's okay, I guess. I mean, right. it's just sort of like you. I don't know. It's just it's a game. It's <laughs> it's a game. I mean, I don't know what to sell about it. It's like why would you play this when you can play Super Mario Land? All right, there. for the Game Boy, you know. Gotcha. It's not like horribly made, but it's also like, uh, yeah, there's no like enemies to fight. You're just like jump doing platforming moves and collecting fruit. And then, you know, you know, actually this game can work better as an app. You know, there's like a simple app now. Yeah. Get, get point, get to point A, point B, collect fruit. DN, that's your game. And you can yeah. slice it with your finger. <laughs> you know the weirdest thing about that is I don't know if you guys have been in a Dave and Buster's or an arcade recently. I, I have. What's up? But they have like iPad giant iPad, iPad game. games. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a Flappy Bird ripoff. Flappy um, Bird. Fruit. No, it was legit. Flappy Bird arcade. Oh wow! I saw a Flappy Bird ripoff where it's like competitive, where it's like you and another person uh, competing who gets the furthest. <laughs> um, there's yeah, Fruit Ninja. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't. I don't know. Candy I don't play Crush. I think they said that they yeah. saw. Yeah, I don't play a like, lot of mobile games, so I want to know. I'm like, who gets out of their house, goes to this place, buys like game tokens, and puts on a card, and probably spends at least a dollar a play for a game that you can get for free downloading. Okay, right. here's the logic. I'm pretty sure they're for kids because. Uh, I remember I used that. My parents used that same excuse, like, "Hey, I want to go to the arcade to play Street Fighter. You have it at home. I want to go play on an arcade. <laughs> I want to play on a bigger screen. I want to play on a bigger screen with for, a joystick for three dollars a swipe. <laughs> and I want to fight. <laughs> yeah, I want to fight the guy. To, I want. Okay, well, Street Fighter had a competitive nature. I could beat, uh, sure. beat some random person. But still, I mean, that's my logic. Like, oh, you know, it's technically a different experience, and also kids like, ooh, bigger iPad swipe. I guess, yeah. I'm trying to see. Yeah, I know it seems odd to me, but I'm trying to find a method to the madness here. I didn't see anybody at those things the entire time I was there. So, um, I've seen some. I've seen uh, mostly kids play like the young yeah, kids. The yeah. yeah. So you dig it. I don't that. know. Here's a, here's. A, I think at that point that was like a really shocking revelation. I can hear somebody say Flappy Bird was my childhood. Twenty years from now, <laughs> sure. and that just made me that made me cringe. Yeah, beyond belief. Oh, dude, remember Flappy Bird? They should do an HD oh. remake. Oh, Flappy Bird. Oh, man. Uh, Angry Birds, guys. Oh, that's when gaming was real. That's not like yeah. games nowadays. The Flappy Bird movie was such a betrayal of the video game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No wonder. If they just stuck to the original source material, it would have been so much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, angry! If they yeah, only they, stuck, if they only stuck down to three writers instead of seventeen. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. angry birds still a thing. I mean, there's no yeah, they had a movie. Yeah. That's the, the trailer for the trying, movie looked man. pretty good. 
They're trying to keep it relevant for sure, but I don't I don't know. It's all about Five Nights at Freddy's and Undertale nowadays. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. What's Undertale? No, it's all about Pokemon Go right now. Oh yeah, that's for no Pokemon Go is us for our age and all the kid like all the young, you know, really young kids. It's <laughs> really? and yeah, Pokemon is now like twenty five years old. It's officially old. Well, yeah, Pokemon po- Go was for everyone. Po- though, right? Yeah, Pokemon uh, for everyone Go was like the the key dem- the key people playing it is basically people in our age range. <laughs> my three, no, my kind of three year old plays it. <laughs> oh, fun fact! So I was playing me. So me and my, all all my friends went to the movie theater and like let's wait. We all pull out our phones with Pokemon Go. And it was like a bunch of kids uh, holding Pokemon plushies, like eight, eight or seven. They're like, you guys are playing Pokemon Go. And just ran and high-fived each and every one of us. That's awesome. For some reason. It's like, oh, cool. Kids still play Pokemon. Oh. And yep. it's, it's, been, it's been 20 years, guys. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next game on the magazine, we have Terminator 2 dun, Judgment dun, dun, Day. Dun, 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 dun. For Game Boy. So... Apparently, they attempted to have that music in the game, and it doesn't sound anything like it. Uh, it's got like a similar beat, but it does not sound like the theme song. You're just like, yes, you could. Yes, and they get the rights then. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know when people can't even get the rights to their own fucking game, that's when you you know shit's going off the rails. Yeah. Like you don't believe in this game hard enough to give me the rights to make an eight bit rendition of your theme. Hey, you want me to make a Terminator game? All right. Well, you won't let me use the Terminator music? I'm making your goddamn game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was that or it just didn't turn out well. I, I couldn't really tell. M- meanwhile, friggin', uh, who who is the company behind this? LGN. No, the movie. Oh, uh, I don't know. James Cameron. All right. I'm pretty sure like the, when the developers are just like, we need these assets. And, you know, James Cameron's just like, you can kiss my assets. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Good. So this is an LJN game, which, of course, is not known for being a terribly good uh, game development shop. I will say one thing about the The graphics are actually very good for a Game Boy game. Oh, oh yeah, especially with, the art, especially with the whole detailing, which is, what, four shades? Yeah, I mean, they do gradients on this so well. It's one of the, one of the best-looking uh, uh, Game Boy games out there. Um, Unfortunately, the play control, the play of the game isn't as as good. Um, you only get one life, and uh, as soon as you die, it's game over, uh, which is a bummer, of course. And um, <clears throat> so the first stage, I couldn't get past the first stage. You couldn't game. beat the. You couldn't annihilate the Skynet gunner. The problem is, you have to do. Uh, you have to basically solve a puzzle while shooting all these things. So <laughs> it starts off with, they have these different, different antennas. And so I'm going through, I'm shooting everything down and like halfway through you, you see something blinking and I tried to shoot it. Nothing happened. So I jumped on it and it's this little message from like Sarah Connor saying, shoot down the antenna in the correct order from tallest to shortest. I'm like, well shit, I already <laughs> destroyed them in whatever order I, Destroyed the men. Oh, but yeah, because well, destroying them destroyed them. Why would I care about the order? Right. So if you do it in the wrong order, it basically says you lose, and you, it's game over, you start again. Yeah. Does it, it kind of hint that you're supposed to do it in tallest or shortest? Not or? until you get to the middle of the stage, basically. It tells Ow. you that. Ow. So once I was through, the, through it the third time, 
because at the end of the level, it's got this little. Uh, it <clears throat> it looked like a like a doorway to me, but apparently that instantly kills you. <laughs> it's like this barrier you have to take down. So if you get all the intent in the right order, and then again, okay, I thought, all right, now I'm cleared to go all past level, and I just ran to the right, right into the Skynet Gunner. So I died again, and I was like, all right, I'm done with the game. So you never got to the fun part of reprogramming the T-800. No. <laughs> Didn't get to that part or to the protect young John stage. You're uh, riding a motorcycle and shooting at something. You get to tear apart of a truck with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it roughly follows the uh, the movie premise, which is nice. Um, the graphics are good. Sound is okay. The play control is okay. It's just like the the weirdness of following through the plot. They do some weird stuff to try and make it like interesting. You have to do stages and take a look at the stage two. What the hell is this? Some kind of maze for reprogramming the T eight hundred. That's how that's how you reprogram T eight hundred, man. It's like a it's like the crappy hacking mini games you see in every single video game. Yeah, it's basically. I'm pretty sure this is what inspired a young Ken Levine when he was doing Bioshock. <laughs> He's just like, how do we reprogram these machines? Well, how did I reprogram a T800? Well, clearly this is 6502 assembly while you know we're running on a Z80 processor. <laughs> if anybody gets this joke, I love you forever. <laughs> Listeners, just email email me so that you got the my programming joke. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> if you get the joke, leave, let us know in the comments section on the Facebook page for this episode. So so, right. so we can thoroughly pants you. <laughs> yeah. So. Go ahead. Yeah, but yeah. Oh no, I got nothing. No. So that's that's as far as I got. I mean, the game it's it's not great, honestly. Is it a meh out of meh? Eh, it's it's just it's one of those games where if you had bought it as a kid, like you would have been stuck with it because you purchased it, and you would be like, "All right, I'm gonna beat this game. No matter if it kills me, you know." And it probably would have been okay, you know. Similar to my experience with the Bart game with the at the camp. So what you're saying is go back in time and stop yourself from getting this game. Yeah, basically, don't don't get the game. So next up, uh, we've got some arcade classics. Um, they have Asteroids for the Game Boy and Cubert for the Game Boy. Woo! Probably better than Terminator 2. <laughs> Sadly, probably true. <laughs> All right, and then uh, last but not least, we have the Super Mario Adventures second oh, are- issue. Oh, this is great. Oh, yeah. We get to see... Uh- the Koopaling sticking out of the pipe while Bowser is looking at Princess Peach holding a microphone. He's got a smile on his face. You know he's going to do something. Mario and Luigi, they look like the friggin' Battletoads whenever they see an enemy show up on the screen. <laughs> Eyes and, popping. Eyes yeah, popping, guys. <laughs> yeah, and then Bowser starts beating the mic and, you know, this doesn't look vaguely sexual at all. And, and so the Koopalings come out with a nice bong, and then Bowser starts laying down some fresh dope beats. He's saying, like, I'm K-Man Koopa, and I'm here to yeah, say, just, yeah. I'm a kind, kind king, I'm going to make your day. 
this is how you know this is a 90s rap. Yes, when they announce who they are and what they're here to tell you. <laughs> All right, so when I uh, so when I was younger, I read this. I had you know Bowser's voice in from the, from the Mario cartoons. I had him like just had that playing in my head and imagining how he would say these lines because that's all I had to go by. <laughs> You're imagining a, a theme behind you that's like in living color. <laughs> what did he, what yeah. does his voice sound like? Like Bowser's voice in in the cartoon? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that like that cool. Cam Castler from Meatballs. I don't remember yeah. his voice, so. The K-Man has a big surprise. Mm. So listen up, shrooms, and peel your eyes. Yeah, right, something like that. It's kind of Mountains high, the valley's low, the K-Man Cooper is in control. I rule most all the land you see, but that's still not enough for me. I want to rule this kingdom too, and that's just what I plan to do. Thumbs up, K-Man, here's to you. Cut the rap, Koopa Creep, what's your scam? <laughs> all right, guys. Somebody, yeah, somebody just record, <laughs> cut everything out of this uh, podcast and put a beat to that and then make it was sell on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Playing with pros. That's, that's going to be my... It's going to be my new, uh, my rap name. <laughs> Playing with pros. Chill out, Lindenier. I have a proposal for you, my dear. If you want to live in harmony, you're going to have to marry me. In your dreams and in my nightmares. I, when I was younger, I thought that was like the best diss speech I ever gave. <laughs> but, I'm always used to hearing in your dreams but and in my nightmares. It's like, wow, that's 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 icing on the cake. Yep. And in typical Japanese fashion, he's throwing his back leg up while spinning around on one leg with his arms in the air, looking up at the sky because apparent I, – I, I mean like if I saw a Japanese – like this happens in so many Japanese cartoons – I can't imagine like what an actual Japanese person doing that would look like. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, uh, and so he goes, come on, sweet cakes. We'll make a great pair. I can do the ruling while you style your hair. No, that's not sexist at all. No, uh, I'll handle all the man stuff. Well, you can just go over there and look pretty. Spoilers in temple chapters. Spoilers chapters later. <laughs> I'll be back for your answer, but before I go, just remember that if the answer is no, all your people will be turned to stone. And then he whips out an amazing fl- his microphone, shoots out a bolt of lightning, freezing several toes and petrifying them into stone statues. Even <laughs> even their words. I thought that was a- stone. That's I love that little touch. That was yeah, a nice touch. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, and Peach is all like distraught. She goes, "We can't just cave into him. Where are your spines?" Oh you know, my, pe- your, Peach, your your people just t- literally got turned to stone. You might want to give a minute to <laughs> process that. Not, not, not to mention that they are invertebrates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. do they have spines? <laughs> well, they're humanoid fungi, so maybe. Yeah, don't forget we have Mario and Luigi on our side. Yes, the Super Mario Brothers have kicked Koopa before. Surely, that's it. Call them. They must be somewhere in the castle. And then, then we get to see someone got caught in the crossfire, and Luigi is holding the statue of poor Mario, who can't even speak. And then this just pisses Princess Peach off. Yeah, she had enough, okay? I, I got to say, like, she's really cute in this. Whole series, like her her yeah, reactions, really, her fiery really resolve, and even this part where she's just furious and the fire's in her eyes. She's still cute. And she goes, I refuse to be bullied. 
And then she challenges Bowser to us <laughs> to a pre-Smash Brothers brawl. So Bowser, I'll, you buckethead, put up your dukes! So I, when I was younger, I imagined this like the, this happened before Super Mario RPG or like during when Bowser kidnapped Peach. She, she tried to fight, fight him off and didn't work out too well. <laughs> but the fact that she would try that, she's just like fighting mad. And then Bowser, he, he ain't having none of it. He goes, calm down now, princess. It's up to you. You can marry me or roll statues. Ta-ta, Turtle Dove, until next week. Here's a smooch for your sweet cheek. And he looks like really, uh, what, what's that, like, what's that kidsy thing that the Japanese people do with, like, the starry eyes, like, kawaii or something? Yeah, yeah, kawaii, des- uh, kawaii no desu. Yeah, he, she, he gives him the kawaii no kisu. Yeah. And then he just takes off. I guess he just cuts the power to his helicopter because their hair just gets sucked up as he falls into the pipe. <laughs> and then Peach, I mean, she, she's just getting sexier the matter she gets. She's just like jumps out of her own her own parapet, like heels blazing, just ready to tear Bowser's shell off of his body. Yeah, this comic like pretty much defined how Peach was for me. The cartoon this and the movie, even though that was Daisy, kind of defined how Peach was. Like she did not take it, really take crap from anybody. Yeah, this one is furious, <laughs> and so she takes off in her dress and she just tells her troops to fall in, and then she gets like a. a a paramilitary, a paramilitary mushroom squad, and then she goes in. She goes after Bowser alone to strike a deal with him. Really, you seem angry enough to kill him. Now you want to negotiate with him? Jeez. Well, well, I mean, she, your your hero is kind of your number one hero has been petrified, literally. Yeah. So <laughs> Luigi's decided the best way to cure someone who's petrified is not to find a way to hydrate them or anything, but to repeatedly smash them with your fist. <laughs> well, you know, if it doesn't work, you know, it works for the fawns, you know. <laughs> Work for the fawns. So. Yeah, when that jukebox got turned to stone, all he did was punch it repeatedly until he knocked the petrification out of it. Yeah. So the toads are running in place while frantically f- trying to fly. And they're like, the sweat is just like bouncing off their heads. And they're like, this is a crisis if I've ever seen one. We have to break the spell. We'll slap the sense back into them. Call the minister of massage. And we got this guy who clearly is not racist at all. Oh, ja- oh Japan, your characters are Chinese people are hilarious. Oh, my gosh. He goes, well, I might as well go with the accent. They clearly have, (laughs) they clearly have for him. Ah, you are wise to call me. My massage works many miracles. It is an art that goes back to the ancient Mount Fuji karate school. Wait, are you Chinese or Japanese? I'm Asian. It's it's karate. That's Japan, but China's kung fu. Yeah, but. I mean, is he they're Chinese all, or Japanese? They're Asian. That's, that's yeah, exactly. No, they're Mushroom Kingdom. They're from the Mushroom Kingdom. It doesn't matter. So then he decides to give Mario a rub down, and I, one hand is on his nose, and the other one is well. You tell me where the hand is. Knee. You sure about that? Well, uh, zooming in. The middle knee, knee. maybe the middle knee. <laughs> I'm not touching that with a 40 foot pole. Anyway, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not the left knee. The right, it's not the left knee or the right knee. It's the weenie. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> so then he lays on a 
a super massage, which is apparently a week a week later. And for some reason, we see a train going by a temple. And the mountain is behind the Eiffel Tower. I mean, I don't know what the hell this scene is trying to dictate. That they're in Japan. <laughs> Japan, home of the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Tower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Japan has the Eiffel Tower. Well, the, the, Kingdom. Over, over there, they call it the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Well, you, well, you see, and Mario's missing. Bowser stole a bunch of landmarks, so he's kind of put them back in the wrong place. <laughs> nice. Well, th- they missed a spot, but, you know, they, they beat Bowser, so, you know, it's a thought that counts. Yeah. So then Mario wakes up, and he's got, like, like I, I don't know, like vapors or dust or something trailing Tiger off bomb. of him. Tiger bomb. <laughs> he's just saturated to his, to his skeleton with Tiger bomb. And then he's like, it worked. He's coming, too. Where's Bowser? Let me at him. He went down the tube with the princess hot on his heels. Come on, Ouija. We got some pipes to clean. And then he jumps down the pipe, and then we finally get to see what's inside a warp pipe. And as he flies out of the pipe, he realizes why Bowser was in a flying helicopter. Because they are over a massive patch of land. Which apparently they survived somehow. Well, yeah, I just hit the Z button. Wait, wrong game. <laughs> so he plucks Luigi out of the ground like a turnip who's holding on to a buried egg with green dots on it and as players of the game we all know what this is but uh, they see a giant egg and Luigi just thinks how about we make a giant omelet instead uh, Luigi has like the right idea at the moment mm-hmm. yeah, survive, yeah you gotta survive you gotta be, no army marches on their an army marches on their stomach so but Mario just thinks, oh, there's no time to be talking about eating. And then we get to see his stomach growling, and Luigi says, tell your stomach that. <laughs> so they immediately throw the egg on the fire. <laughs> and then Luigi's just, like, pointing at his mouth, like, oh, gee, like, I wonder what you were going to do with it. But, but egg, just feed, he wants the egg to feed him. So feed him. <laughs> He's like, hey, okay. egg, get in here. <laughs> That'd be awesome if food actually did that. and scary. <laughs> Terrifying. It would basically be it would be the tragic reality of Sausage Party. I have, I have of escape, not seen I have not seen that movie yet. Instead I'm of playing. escaping, they just accept their fate. Hmm. Have, has anybody seen that movie yet? No. No. I heard it was okay. And I heard the animators got screwed over big time. Oh that stinks. I'll wait for Stick the red animator. box. Yeah, <laughs> so the egg starts to crack and of course who's inside but Yoshi! <laughs> Insert Pokemon Go joke here. <laughs> <clears throat> nice. Imagine cooking an egg for five minutes and it's a Yoshi. Yay. Did you see that Magikarp picture? That was so good. A guy says, imagine carrying an egg around for five kilometers oh, yeah, yeah. and it's a Magikarp. Uh-huh. And then Magikarp tweets back at him, imagine carrying a baby in your belly for nine months and it's you. <laughs> Burn. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, Magic sick. Savage. Going to need some burn heal. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. <clears throat> so that takes us to the end of the first half of the issue. Uh, Jeremy, did you want to uh, replug your, your items for us? Um, yeah. Yes. Um, so you guys know me. I did Operation Power Up. And also I made a game called Shadow Archer. Um, it's, uh, we all, and now my oh, really? You should have told us about it. <laughs> yeah, right? I, yeah. Oh, it's a game where you shoot things as Shadow, and his last name is Archer. Get it? It costs as much as a Big Mac. 
And just as fulfilling. <laughs> yes. Wait. Hey, mine doesn't, <laughs> mine doesn't give diabetes. Oh. <laughs> At least I hope it doesn't. All right. <laughs> and if they, you'd never like really to, got, they never really got to uh, clarify that in beta testing. And if our listeners would like to uh, reach out to the Power Players here, the Playing With Power podcast hosts, find us on Facebook and look for Playing With Power podcast or Twitter at Get the Power 88. Please do us a favor. Go on iTunes and write us a, a review, uh, positive or negative. It would just really help us out. And uh, if you'd like to donate a few dollars to help support the show and add more features and uh, other other mini shows, please go to patreon.com slash playing with power. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash playing with power. And I think I got everything there. Anything uh, else, gents? Yep. Okay. I'll uh, call sign us out then. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. And now you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power.